everybody. Welcome back to Big Mood. It's a big mood in here. This is a bonus episode of Big Mood. Are you even ready for it? We don't really do these type of episodes ever. I don't think we've ever done a tea episode. But all four of us were super interested in this when it exploded. And we've been talking about it in the group chat. And I feel like the whole podcast, Big Mood, is our group chat. So whatever we share in there, we share with you. And this was the hottest topic, especially since it's a female podcast. They talk about sex. We relate to them a lot. Like, I feel like we're in the same kind of category of podcasts. And so... They're just, like, way bigger than us. Tiny details, Jess. Yeah, they have more go. women. They have less women, but way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, so when y'all hear about money and shit that they're making, honey, we're not at that that's level. Not, you guys, that's we're us. not making half that's a million dollars. That's not us. Yeah. We'll yeah. get there one day. One day. That's, <laughs> actually, that's actually part of it is, because uh, part of it is that uh, Barstool Sports owned them as a show and put a lot of money into marketing so mm-hmm. they're num- they blew up they're great as a show but also they were in conjunction with barstool sports which had yeah. a lot of marketing budget um so that's part of it and that's part of what um happened do does anyone else want to explain what went down or summarize it um so basically there's a an awesome podcast called color color daddy and yes, two girls. It's Alex and um, Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, let me um, just preface this: like, I never watched the show, but like, I, I, I don't think any of us like watch the show or are fans of the show. But like, we kind of get them a little bit. But like, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not often that content creators consume the same content that yeah. they create. Just so y'all know, like, we're not haters of them. We we oh, respect no. them. Like, it's it's if we anything, just don't we can watch. Relate. Yeah, we relate for sure. And yeah. bonded through similar things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's two girls. Uh, it's so cute. It's a blonde and a brunette. The blonde is Alex. The brunette is uh, Sophia. And they were they were what best friends and roommates. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, I mean roommates. they were definitely yeah. friends. They were best friends, and then they basically had a podcast together. Uh, with Barstool Sports, and it became, like, this huge sensation. They were, like, all over the place. Like, I don't even listen to podcasts or anything, but I, I've even heard of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, very successful. And I guess the the short story is one of them started dating a dude. He started putting ideas in her head saying, you should be making a lot more money than this. Well, this dude's not just any dude either. He's an HBO sports executive. And an HBO executive, yeah. 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 Like, oh, I didn't really know that. Yeah. But um, he was dating, he's dating Sophia, and he told her, like, you are not making as much money as you should there's an mm-hmm. industry standard of how much you should yeah. be making that got into her head like wait a minute how much should we be making um and then so she and alex tried to renegotiate their contract with barstool and nikki you can talk business better than i do go ahead okay so from what i understand and i've tried to watch all of the videos and all of their perspectives but from what i understand um, they were, they were told that you're not making industry standard, which to some degree is true. And we'll talk about that. Um, but you know, they, they, they people got in their ear, like you guys should be making, making way more money. And, mm-hmm. uh, their numbers did reflect that the show was making a lot more than what they were getting paid as hosts. And so, um, you know, this guy, the HBO executive, um, created a, a draft to, um, kind of like renegotiate their contract because they were allowed to renegotiate their contract after every year, a year. Mm-hmm. and that's very that's very standard to mm-hmm. be able to re- renegotiate your contract because you don't know if the show is going to take off, off or not and it was also in their contract that they could renegotiate their contract mm-hmm. so that's that's totally normal um and they 
renegotiated and they but their demands were really high so they had asked for a million dollars and the ip of the show amongst other things but those were like the top two and uh, those like, of you who don't know though can you explain what ip is Oh, yeah. IP is intellectual property. And so basically it's the whole concept of the show. So whoever owns the IP, for example, Big Mood, we all own the IP. If one of us tried, if we didn't own the IP, which they didn't at the time, Barstool Sports owned it. If we didn't own the IP for Big Mood, we can't walk away and still call ourselves Big Mood. Yeah, we can't reference Big Mood. We can't any like inside games or anything that was made into merch, anything that turn to profit anything that was trademarked or any any of that we like step on your neck like gina couldn't say that (laughs) um so the the little catchphrases and things like that that they had been using for marketing and they'd been using and creating a brand from they would have to essentially give up uh to barstool sports who owned the ip and so when they were asking for one million dollars Plus the IP, complete ownership of the IP, that's a huge ask. Because that means essentially they can walk away from Barstool Sports and still make all of that advertising money off of this brand that they've created and not let Barstool Sports have any of the money. Yeah, and that's a brand that Barstool Sports had actually blown up with their whole marketing thing. That's the reason why they owned it. Like, they gave up. Because I think the girls started the show before even Barstool Sports got into the picture. I think it was barely four episodes. Yeah. But then they, like, bought it, and so they owned it. So, yeah. And so the thing with contracts is, like, with the contract, both parties have to have something. They get something out of it. So if they were to negotiate that, hey, we're taking everything and we want a million dollars off of you, of course Barstool's going to be like, dude, fuck you. No. Why and do he get did. The owner of Barstool yeah. was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Rightly so. It had been a they, year. You know they made of merch Barstool. off of that? Yeah, they he did. They made merch off of Alex <laughs> going like this. Like, it's so funny. How funny. That's funny. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so, okay, so when you join it, uh, they had done four episodes on their own before going to Barstool and negotiating this contract where Barstool essentially bought the show. They, like, picked up the show. We own IP. We're going to pay you guys a talent fee to host the show. They're like employees, basically, at that they're point. They're employees yeah. of, their, of their own show. I mean, they created it, but they agreed to sell it, basically, mm-hmm. for an exchange for Barstool marketing them and, you know, basically producing the whole thing. Which is awesome. Um, Imagine starting, a, like, that's what people want. You make a show, mm-hmm. you hope it's, you sell it. Yeah, and you hope yeah. it sells it. And, and the, uh, Alex was even talking about in her video how she was on unemployment at the time. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, uh, because no one knows who you are, you don't know if your show's going to do well on your own, you're kind of making a deal with a bigger entity that they'll, They'll boost your uh, status and more people will know you, which is exactly what happened. But because the contract was negotiated that they were talent, um, they they were getting paid a fee and they didn't really have rights to that IP anymore because they were contractually like they were employees and they agreed to that for the money, Mm -hmm. which is great because sometimes it takes a podcast months and to years to earn any money so the the fact that they were getting seventy five thousand dollars each off the bat was a really good deal for them yeah and then eventually they, they negotiated to get like some bonuses and some raises because then by the end of the first year they were already making more because it's a three-year yeah. contract and then they yeah. were already making more than what they were supposed to be making for like the next few years so that's why they were renegotiating they made but. a lot um they made a lot more than i think at, at first it kind of leaked out like oh they're making they got a shitty ass contract because everyone knew they blew up real quick within a few months yeah. and then someone leaked out like oh their contract's only seventy five thousand, but they're getting all these fucking views like even we yeah. heard that like yeah. before mm-hmm. any of this drama 
months and months and months ago, we heard like, you know, these girls have the shit into the stick in their barstool yeah. contract. So that's all I ever heard of that previously. Well, but there's so unusual. much more to the story. Mm-hmm. It's unusual for the podcast hosts to not own the show, to not yeah. own the IP, because it is pretty easy to start a podcast. I mean, uh, like for us, we have producers and stuff, so that's awesome. But I mean, if you went to bare bones, you could start a you could start a podcast right now. Like, there's no. Mm-hmm. In, there's no minimum for you to start a podcast. Anybody can start it. And so usually the hosts own the show since they're the face of it. They're they're the ones marketing it, promoting it. They're the ones, they're the face of the show. Um, it's unusual to have a show blow up that big when they're the, the hosts were just um, talent. Um, and so that's why it was like, whoa, did you know they're only getting paid this and they don't own the show and like it's it that was the big deal about that but in reality um, though like with all the bonuses that i mean barstool moved we'll say move the goalposts for them every time they deserved it from mm-hmm. what i gather from the story yeah. they they continued to up upgrade their pay their bonuses and everything like as they were making more and more money as time went by like at the end of that first year they were making a lot of money they were making a lot of money but if you have so many people from like in the industry telling you like you're not getting industry standard i mean obviously and you don't know enough like you're gonna think you're getting screwed and so i I totally feel for them because like when you're new and you don't know anything you're just gonna trust who you can and so they went in there asked for a million dollars and the whole reasoning was well, if we ask for a million, they'll come down to like, they'll meet us in the middle, like 500K or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, their first initial reaction from Barstool was terrible. They were like, go fuck yourself. That was yeah. the, the, sh- the shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up having another meeting where, uh, is his name David, Dave Port- yeah, Portnoy? Dave. Um, yeah. He, you mean the um, owner of Barstool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a meeting on his rooftop deck in New York, and he actually agreed to half a million dollars and giving them IP, which, which is, is huge. And he knocked off yeah. six months of their contract or something, right? Yeah, because like, they had 18 months left or something. the best fucking deal ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia, if you know what the, the story, fucking so Sophia. Bro, like, yeah. I would, I would, like, I would suck dick for that fucking contract. Well, I, would <laughs> I know. I was a dick for that shit. You do it for free now, like, Gina. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. I'm doing shit for free now. (laughs) (laughs) Doing it all wrong. Right? That's a fucking great cut. Like, that was so nice of him to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because he was saying because of this crisis is the reason why he gave up that... That, like, he put that deal on the table because he wanted to feed like his employees pretty yeah. much by keeping the show running. But then Sophia apparently had to get kind of greedy. I don't know. So they had that meeting and they were offered 500k and the IP and Alex was like, Fucking ecstatic because who wouldn't be? That's fucking incredible. Yeah, exactly. But they went a lifetime. It's fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> and then Sophia's like, mm, no, this isn't what I wanted. Like, this isn't enough. And then just kind of shat on Alex's happiness and joy. And they had like an awkward walk home to their apartment or whatever. Like, I don't understand. Why would you not be happy about this? And take it away, Nikki. So basically, it came down to Sophia had different values for what she wanted from the negotiation and what Alex wanted. Alex wanted to continue working with Barstool as long as they met their criteria and um, they felt like they were being taken care of. Sophia just wanted the IP and to walk away and um, do their own thing and not have to be tied to Barstool anymore, which why would Barstool just hand you the IP and then be like... She's being impatient and like entitled. It's like you have to show some level 
of respect for the people that put you on the map. Like I get, yes. you, I get you deserve and you want all of your, like you want to own this cause you're doing the content. But at the same time, they blew you up. You're fucking famous as shit. Now you're making so much money. Just write out the last fucking few months of your contract, pay your you dues know, and then move on. You know what it's called? Yeah. It's called fucking loyalty, dude. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. For sure. A lot of people don't and know what the word loyalty means. Seriously. But you know what? Um, uh, what I was going to say. So you know how it, like, I don't know the timeline of things of when they happened, but apparently Sophia found out that Alex was getting paid more, paid more. because of the fact that Alex edits the show. Did and extra so, work. Yes. Yeah, she does extra work. So apparently it seems to be from Sophia's side that at the, like, the time that she found this out, the betrayal is when she started like sabotaging the entire show. And that's the reason why she kept moving the goalposts every time an offer was placed on the table, because it just seemed like no matter what, she was already like, she was ready to shit on the show. I don't know if it was about about that, but there's, I think she was definitely salty as shit that she found out she was making more money, but it's like, you weren't doing all that. I I think that added to it to like make Mm -hmm. her like make those moves. Yeah. Like this was it was our yeah. show and then she went behind my back and got paid more. I get how you would feel that way. And look, I'm not like being a Sophia hater. I think that like you just you only know what you're being told. And sometimes when you find out one piece of information is right, you start your mind starts spinning about like how much more you've been scammed or like how much more have people been ripping you off and then you start to kind of go completely in the opposite direction and I think that's what happened to her and I don't I don't blame her I just think that there's a lot of learning curve there because on the one hand yeah I mean you guys they they had a huge show they were making so their show was making so much money they could have been getting paid a little bit more Barstool was open to it though and so and they you know blew the show up so I don't know yeah that uh, it's hard I mean yeah she got paid more she did more work like right if Nikki started editing all of our shows. I would expect her to get paid more than we would. Well, I mean, our Editing's producers, our producers edit our show, and guess yeah. what? They take a percentage of what little money right now that work. we're getting because it's yeah. work. Because it's yeah. work. So. I think she just. I'm getting a sense of like entitlement is what it is. Yeah. Yes, you know that's I mean? the For that's sure. how it came off at least um, yeah. from just from the videos and. Again, don't know their personal situation, but from the videos, that's mm. what it seems like. Just a question though, since I don't know anything about their show, how long have they been on air? They started in 2018. Okay. It hasn't been that long. Jesus Christ. They blew up hard and they blew up fast. Yeah, I remember my first podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to also, like, just completely be a Sophia. I mean, like, based on what I've watched, which was I watched Alex's video, I listened to the podcast that the owner of Barstool, like, interjected into the feed himself. And I saw, like, a little clip that I guess Sophia did. It's like a two-minute thing. I don't know if it was an Instagram live or whatever, but... Um, like it's hard without hearing her side of the story to like yeah. feel like I can back her up at all. Cause right now I feel like I'm not even a fan of the show, but I'm like ride or die for this Alex chick right now. <laughs> yeah. She and definitely I, came off a lot better and I related harder to her. Um, especially when she said the part about, I wanted to do the show for fun. She wanted to edit 
long nights. She wanted to put a lot more hours into it, which editing is like a second job. If she was hosting Being Talent and doing all the editing for it, and she was editing the video portion and making it look more vlog style, like that, that is a lot of work. Um, yeah, she said and, it would take like three days sometimes yeah. to do an Yeah, edit. and she really cared. And I, I do believe her that she started the show because she wanted to have fun. And then the money was like an extra thing that like... Mm-hmm whoa, that's crazy. We can actually make this much money and like have a living off of it too. And I think that it looked, at least from the videos, it seemed like Sophia, once she got wind of the money, things started changing. And she became like a bloodhound for cash. Is what it sounds like. It's like the most saddest thing ever. It's like, honestly, Mm -hmm. like, dude, like you guys had, I mean, I don't know the entire story, right? Just Mm -hmm. based off of whatever the surface I just feel really sad for their friendship. Yeah, exactly. it's like, how the fuck are, are you going to just let money get in between like that? And then, sadly, it happens way too often. It, it does. What the well, fuck? And, and her, you don't know if her reps are telling her, like, you could do a way bigger show without her. Now, like, we could go start this other show. Like, you don't know, like, when... When someone's new and vulnerable and, yeah, they just, you know, they get a little bit of an ego from what they've been told and what the events that have happened. And then they think that, like, oh, well, I could, uh, this is way below me now. And And it's an HBO, whatever to do. Yeah. You know, just what he says. Yeah. Yeah, that's why loyalty is so important because if, if seemingly Sophia was a lot more loyal to her friend, who apparently she started dating this guy recently too. So like they're not they're not even like married yes. or whatever, like long ass relationship. Like, like she, the loyalty's in the wrong place. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'm she's like, maybe she's head sad. over heels and maybe she's head over heels and smitten her dicks real good. <laughs> she got <laughs> that can't change a person. She got, she got dignitized <laughs> like right out of that fucking job that she was set for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the answer. It's not that she's greedy or she's not loyal. She got dignitized. Men, men are trash. There it is. Episode's over. Men are trash. Men are trash, but guess what else is trash? Your closet is trash. (laughs) Wouldn't you love if every clothing store you shop for already understood your loves, hates, and total no thank you zones? Well, there's a company focused on making that happen, and it's Stitch Fix. And you guys know we've talked about them before. Um, You just go online, take a simple style quiz. They'll figure out who you are, what what type of bitch you are, what do you want to wear, and then they'll send you that stuff. It's super easy. Um, so if you don't know, Stitch Fix is a personal styling company. They bring you the world of fashion to to your door. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes you'll love. That's all about you every time. Um, you pay just a $20 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. And you can schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. So you don't have to get it every month. You can just kind of get it pick and choose as you want throughout the year. Um, also, plus shipping returns and exchanges are easy and free. I've known that. Um, my first fix, I had to return two items. My second one, I kept everything, but it was super easy. The um, pants. Oh, the <laughs> pants are so comfortable. Yeah, the pants are great. Every type of pants I've kept. Um, Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making it great style, effortless for everybody, including women, women men, and kids. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash mood and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash mood. Mood. One last time, stitchfix.com slash mood. Thank you for supporting the show. Yay. Yeah. You know what else you got to fix? Your meal. Refrigerator? <laughs> your refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, your refrigerator. <laughs> the way intake. you prepare meals. Because there you go. Because HelloFresh... Gives you mouth-watering seasonal so recipes. So good. 
with pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. Like, come on, man. I absolutely despise cooking. I know it's a lot of people's passions. We know, I'm honey. Sorry. <laughs> I do not like it so at good. all. But you know what? HelloFresh actually makes it so fun to cook because I don't have to stress. Like, literally everything is written down right for me. I just follow the recipe. Like I said, they give you pre-measured ingredients. So I don't have to think. <laughs> I, they even tell me like how to like slice up certain things. So like, I don't really They hold to, your like, hand stress. every step yeah. of the way. I, I, like, I, like exactly. how, I like how you can make it look like the picture. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? Pre-measured. And like, there's a picture to tell you how to, I like to set it up like the picture and then I do like on TV with a wet a cloth and they clean all the sauces. on the Yeah, <laughs> definitely do that. Plate What's your favorite it? dish, Nikki? Oh, wow. I mean, I really liked um, this one salad I had. I don't know the exact name of it. Uh, I wish I had it in front of me, but it was like the salad with um, cotija cheese. Mine's the figgy balsamic pork. That one's Ooh, uh, that one I haven't tried cherry. The cherry, the cherry pork. pork yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. How do I get so, it, Tiff? Tell me how I get so, it. So get America's number one meal kit. Go to hellofresh.com/bigmood10 and use the code bigmood10 for ten free meals, including free shipping. Again, go to hellofresh.com/bigmood10 and use code bigmood10 for ten free. Meals, including free shipping. That's insane. That's a that's a lot of huge discount. Of I don't know how they I, stay I, in I business. Could, I could use ten free meals right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Jesus have a bar contract. I could use ten free meals. <laughs> but also, oh, like, right. ladies, one thing that shocked me too when I heard Alex's video was that they spent three hours recording and then and then she edits it down to one hour. Like that is yeah, that's a lot of footage. That's a lot of footage. That's a lot of hard work. I'm surprised yeah. that Marcel didn't have their own editing team, or maybe she took it on herself. I know what yeah, the fuck was she editing up beforehand? She, so she, I think she had a vision because she, at least in her video, it made it sound like she was editing it like how she hadn't seen any podcast do yeah, it before. And yeah. she felt like she had more finger on the pulse of um, what millennials are, are like and what they're into. That's true. And, she wasn't wrong, too, because that shit yeah. blew up. It's a hardworking bitch. Yeah. I appreciate mm -hmm, that about yeah. her. Yeah. And she's the one that took the initial meeting with Barstool, too. She's the one exactly. that negotiated, like, got them in the door. I, I feel like she did a lot of the trailblazing and yeah. making it happen or at least that's how it sounds and this is a speculation we haven't but heard it's much me. of the other side yeah. yet so. it's not, yeah. that's the thing like it's i want to hear sophia's side because it's really hard to be on her side right now yeah she's being really real is. quiet i know i really want to but it's, it's really hard um do you think that like blowing up that fast especially when you're new is almost a disservice because if you if you didn't have to live through the whole like struggling with a show and struggling with your second show and struggling mm -hmm. with a third show before one finally blows up, I feel like you almost don't appreciate, appreciate what you have yeah. and you don't and you, you don't know what granted. industry standard is and you don't know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable to ask for. And it you kind of get a little bit of entitlement, especially if your fan base is somewhat not handed to you because you still earned it. But like, you know, it was it came a lot easier than yeah. uh, most other people. It's almost a disservice to the the long-term life of your business yeah. career and your mindset. Yeah, I feel like we yeah. felt a little bit of like, because when we first started this show, like we came out the gate, we had everyone we know, like push it and everything like, 
And so we were getting huge fucking views in the beginning. Like we we came out the gate with five hundred thousand views. Like we were all hey putting our days. heart. Yeah, when it was hey bitch. Mm-hmm. And like after that, it's kind of like we had some issues with branding. We had to rebrand. We couldn't own that IP anymore. Um, and that kind of hurt us a little bit. And then there's some other things that kind of just slowed down our progress. And we went from half a million views to like fifty thousand views. And like us feeling that struggle now, I think it helps it's like we needed that struggle and like, but also I don't, I can't imagine like break, like I, it felt really good to get those half a million views, like almost instantly. Right. And then it, like, if we got a show immediately, I can imagine like, Oh my God, like what, yeah. would that have torn us apart? Like, I, I don't think it would, but I can't say like, who knows what could have happened. I like, felt just, I felt the opposite. And maybe it's cause I've been, like around like i've been on youtube for 12 years and um i got terrified when we hit high numbers Uh i was like this is not sustainable this is yeah we're gonna get let down eventually because like i think everyone was showing up for the hype but then it's like how many people are really gonna stick in for the show it's almost like we were set up uh, almost for an eventual failure and that was a little bit scary and, and, and the way we it came together was it was like a friend group, right? Like we were doing it for fun and it, we weren't expecting it to blow up like that mm-hmm. in the very beginning. So when it happened so quickly, I was like, oh, no, we didn't have a chance for the fun part, like to develop our voice and our tone and like how we are as a group and a group dynamic. And then numbers always change people. And yeah, I, I got really scared about that. Yeah. I, and that's what I liked about our podcast, because for the most part, um, I think like most of us still stick to like when we first came into this, it was for friends. It was for fun. Yeah. And if we make money, then sure, fucking awesome. That's why it never, the number really never bothered me. I'm just like, oh, cool. I get to talk to my friends every week. Otherwise, I would never talk to anyone ever because I don't <laughs> talk to people. Now you're you know like I mean? forced to hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the same. sun I is setting have... here and it's getting darker and darker. Do y'all, can y'all still see me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're good. Yeah, yeah, you just look like you're slowly, like, the, like someone's taking the saturation. It looks like someone's just like dialing the saturation down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like over time, I'm going to get sexier and sexier. And I might even yeah. take off, I might need to take off my shirt because you know my white skin provides like its own mm-hmm. source of light. Right? <laughs> like a bounce board? A bounce. Your boobs yeah. are a bounce board? I might need to take this off. Um, but yeah, anyway. I'm just um, over here I know, I had to turn on my light too. I don't have another light. I'm Felipe Burton's studio. That's true. And then I think where, where did that leave off? So your um, background, Gina. <laughs> what, like, what is Gina's life compared to anime, anime day? It's anime day. Can you day. describe your background for everyone um, listening? So I have my anime eyeballs T-shirt on. I have a Sailor Moon thing uh, headband on. Who gave you that? Who Tiff, gave Tiff, it? Tiff, Tiff gave this to me for my birthday, and I still wear it religiously. And then for the anime for the anime theme, I decided to have half-naked anime men behind me. The anime theme that none of us are a part of. I know, <laughs> I just, yeah. We didn't get the memo. Yeah. yeah, today I just decided this, this was going to be my thing ass. today. Just, Ooh, are you fingering his taint? Okay. Wow. Double, got some double taint fingering it. going on. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we didn't, we signed up for a gangbang. <laughs> so, hold on. Where did we left? Uh, so, I think after that, they, they offered that and then they said that the girls had a two-hour talk. A two-hour yeah. conversation mm-hmm. on the trying phone. to figure out where to go with this. Which and they still I commend agree. them. I commend them because mm-hmm. a lot of people might just fuck off and give you the ghost and just don't even talk to you and be all unprofessional and shitty or go oh, yeah. behind your that back happened. and say some other shit. But I really commend them for having like a two-hour conversation to try to figure out like, hey, where do we want to go with this? But unfortunately... There's the effort too. And that, that's yeah. like the respect for the friendship too, I think, that they have. Yeah, it because, wasn't just business. Like, 
Exactly, because then at that point, like you said, you could just ghost it and be like, oh, we were never really friends. Peace out, bitch. I'm doing this thing over here with my HBO boyfriend. But the fact that they still had the conversations, like the meetings, like they were still like negotiating. There was a lot of attempt there to save whatever they had, which like from the outside, I'm like, that's tight. Like at least it didn't work out fine, but at least they did that, you know? It's respectable is what it is. They still cared about each other's opinions and... um, I guess from what Alex said, they couldn't see eye to eye. And like, I think Sophia wanted to leave Barstool and Alex was loyal to Barstool and wanted to stay. Um, and then what was that, Nikki? Um, I, that's that's the last that I've heard I of mean, it. I mean, Alex um, is doing the show herself now, though. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's I think that's the, the most update that we have so far. There hasn't been any new episodes after the one that the owner of Barstool interjected. Speaking yeah. of loyalty. Uh, Oh, of, and the weird, the of, weird thing. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of loyalty, I just want to say, Alex, if you need a second host, I'm your girl. I'll ditch these bitches for you. I will, <laughs> get I'll get four hosts, bitches. four hosts for no, one. No, 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 me, me, just me. I am the most oh, loyal okay. friend, as you can tell. I'm the most loyal right, right, one. Right. I will ditch all three of these Obviously. bitches. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, Alex would pick you for sure. Honestly, You're Gina, proving your loyalty. Gina, honestly, 100. Like, if any of you guys actually got selected for that, I love you so much that I would just be happy for you. Oh, Jeff, and that's, that's a good sweet. friend. That's yeah. a good ass fucking yeah. friend. That's so good because I would be like, sh- you deserve it. I don't. I'm just a no. fucking lame person. <laughs> you I would slash it. your tower. I would slash your tires, but I would still put on a good face for you. <laughs> Stupid. I'm kidding. <laughs> I did so, want to bring up something else though, because um, mm. like, I mean, we we're kind of getting like we get into the contract stuff and all that, and that's probably like a little bit boring for most people. They're like, yeah, I get it. They're greedy or whatever, which I don't yeah. think they were. Um, but there was another interesting take that I got off of this um, website, uh, The Federalist, and I don't know anything about this website, but this person wrote this article, and the title of the article is Call Her Daddy Podcast Debacle Exposes the Faux-Feminist Charade. And so I wanted to touch on this a little bit because when I read this, it really kind of, it kind of emotionally affected me a little bit, um, the way that this, this person was talking about the girls and their show and their content. Or whatever. Um, And I guess apparently people are kind of roasting Sophia now because they're saying like, oh, they were these like super feminist, super like in charge, independent bitches, whatever. But then at the end of the day, Sophia lets this guy come in and influence her and basically fuck up her life, which is like sort of going against the branding that they've been building with like being the daddies or whatever, which I guess is their their like thing. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to discuss like the, towards the end of this article, um, it says, um, openly bragging and discussing your libertine sex life does not make you a feminist, but women like Cooper and Franklin were raised in a cultural pond that elevated feminists to be authorities on female happiness. Feminists agree that happiness and power are derived from sexual liberation, even though women in the throes of hookup culture find themselves feeling more depressed and less powerful. The economics of hookup culture means an increasing number of men who are coarse and entitled and women who feel used and discarded. The Call Her Daddy champions this brand of carefree, no-strings-attached feminism, yet behind closed doors, deals are made as if there are indeed some strings attached to physical relationships. We don't know for certain how much Nelson is to blame for his girlfriend's negotiating blunder, but it should not be lost on any female Call Her Daddy fans that these women launched a successful brand off the idea of ultimate sexual freedom only to lose it all because of a man. Now... I have uh, I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> I have some um, thoughts on that. Let, let me get into it first. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead. Um, so 
this has been something that's kind of affected me a little bit. Personally, not the caller daddy stuff, but this idea of like how, you know, because we have similar content, right? Like we talk about being sexually liberated. We talk about like, you know, maybe hoeing it up, doing whatever. And like, I feel like for me, I want to delineate, like pull back the curtain and delineate the difference between like when we have fun on the show and we talk about things like there's, I like to call this like women's locker room talk. And it's a little bit like, yeah, we kind of play up the sexual liberation thing too. But, um, and maybe this is like a personal issue I have with like people thinking that, oh, we're just like touting being a whore and that's our strength and our power and stuff. But I don't really feel like that's necessarily the case. And I feel like these caller daddy girls also got kind of shoved into this corner of like, oh, they're just whores. And they're, and then now look at, they're just really stupid bitches. And it, it bothers me a little bit too. Sometimes I don't even want to tell people about the podcast because I'm like, we're having fun and we're talking about sexual things. But for some reason, when people hear that, and especially guys and even guys I've dated, they hear us talking about all these sexual things and they think we're just kind of like bimbos and we're dumb and we're just whores mm-hmm. and they, they don't respect what we're doing. And I get that a little bit, but there's also like, there's a difference between like us kind of having fun on the podcast and like making, uh, you know, like jokes about fucking different guys and all of that. But it's like, there's a little bit of an issue that I have with, with making these women out to be stupid whores. And I don't know if you guys can like jump in on that a that little just, bit, but yeah, that just sounds like a very angry man, an angry little man. Like, Oh yes, I'm totally a dumb, stupid bimbo that doesn't know anything. I mean, how else could I ever start this podcast and do the marketing and the editing and the negotiating on the contract drafting? Like, yeah, I'm totally a fucking dumb idiot. Just it just sounds like it's coming from a hater. Like, that. they just don't like the fact that... So a lot of these guys, it's kind of like the real red pill community people, mm-hmm. right? Incels. Aren't they, like... Yeah, like the incels guys where they just see women as a threat and they, they don't like the fact that especially now in like the modern culture, how we're not submissive like in past generations and it seems to like really rub some like certain men uh, like the wrong way, not just men, but women too. Cause a lot of women are on that same tip where it's like, well, we're women, we have to be ladies. We, we can't be talking about our sexual experiences because that's for closed doors or whatever it is. And like a lot of people are just like so repressed. And so they see women like us where we're not afraid to share our experiences. Cause I get those, I get DMs too. Like you're such a whore, like talking about your sexual experiences. You're married. Like you have a, you're a mother. Like how could mm-hmm. you like, you're, you're so disrespecting your family and all their mothers suck just... dick too. I don't understand exactly. what's the difference here. So once know, you're right? a mother and a wife, you are completely desexualized. And exactly. that's, I think that's, that's exactly the point is that like, when you look at feminism and I like, I, when you look at the definition of it, it's equality between men and women, right? So you're putting them on level playing fields and we're talking about stuff that for decades, centuries women were not allowed to talk about and it's still got got a stigma today even though men have talked about it all the time especially in media all over the place like um and so it's kind of i think whenever there's a paradigm shift there's an overcorrectedness that happens so you're gonna get people that go way too far the other way and like are like very i don't know like just like, well, I'm a feminist and fuck men and they they suck. And, you know, feminism is not about yeah. women being better it's than not, men. Yeah, it's exactly. just it's just about being being free to 
to do the same things as men and to be based on um, qualifications. There's a lot of positive discrimination going on right now because of that overcorrecting where women are being hired because they need women representation. And then there's mm-hmm. that, that argument that are, are you qualified or are they just hiring you because you're a woman and they need to diversify? So that, that goes into a whole other area. But as far as like letting a man... Uh, talking about how like you're so sexually free, but then you let a man ruin your business. That's not fair because she wasn't letting a man ruin her business. She was letting someone that she thought was more qualified than her. If you put yeah. them on even playing fields, he had spent way more time in the industry than her. And so she was seeking advice from someone more qualified. It didn't matter that he was a man or a woman. If she was talking to a woman who was more qualified, I'm sure she'd follow her advice too. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I feel like that whole argument can be easily dismantled if you really like look at the logistics of it mm-hmm. uh i have a problem with, with with that with like because i think feminism especially now is getting a really bad name and to be honest i i didn't know what feminism was until a few years ago when i said i wasn't a feminist because i thought feminists were just w- man haters and that yeah. they were yeah, just like, like the far yes. direction that yeah that they've taken it in the last few years right? I, didn't, I, I had I, no I didn't idea like the, i didn't like the feminists or people just running around at par- or at a at a or protesting with their tits out like that's that's kind of yeah. weird like I don't, I don't really but yeah and but you know then, it's funny really quick like yeah. just viewing this entire show like not maybe like 20 minutes ago 15 minutes ago we were saying like fuck men <laughs> I know, right? Now we're saying that. I was. I was joking around saying men are trash. That's it. it. And the episode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was a part. joke, though. I had to clear it up yeah, because I, I feel like it's going to be commented somewhere. Oh, or yeah, taken out of context. They're going to yeah, splice exactly. together. Like, yeah. That, oh, right. Should so I just give them the idea? That right there is in addition to the issue I have because, like, when we, we say things kind of jokingly, but I guess it does create some sort of environment where people are like, hey, be careful of what environment you're creating because, like, you don't want to go down that road of hate. Like, I don't hate men. I love men. I actually no. have an issue with women. I have mommy issues, okay? My mom was a drug addict. I lost her very early. My dad raised me. I have so much respect for men. Um, there's, like, all the men in my life are so valued to me. Even the men that aren't really in my life, like Nikki's husband, is very valuable to <laughs> Love me. Love that guy. So, I know. So, yeah, like, I, I would never kid. say hate on men. <laughs> I would never say that. And then also, like, with us talking about sex and stuff on the show, like, Sometimes, I, like, me personally, like, I'll play it up a bit. Like, I've had different periods where I've been single. So I have a lot of stories from different times. And, like, but do I think it's healthy to always be fucking different guys every week and everything like that? It's like, no. There's there's a level of healthy, like, sexual yeah. liberation. And then there's just being a slut because you have your own issues and you, and you can't settle down. You have no way of having real human contact. And there's just so much. It's difficult to be in this space is basically all I'm trying it's to say. Levels. Yeah, there's... It's it's hard. And, like, watching these girls kind of get torn down on top of them already dealing with their own, like, interpersonal issues, I just yeah. feel, like, kind of bad for them. Well, see, the thing is, yeah. is that we can say men are trash or whatever, jokingly, like in the, we did in the beginning. But we also say bitches is crazy. It's not yeah. like we're, we're mm-hmm. you know, being discriminatory. We fucking think everyone's crazy. We're crazy in different ways. Men are crazy in one way and women can be crazy in another way. And that's just how, that's how we are. And I, I don't know. I just never... I never see it as one being better than the other. And also, like you, I feel like I've had just as many men idols as I've had women idols. And I I don't think that talking about sex, and, and especially the way that we talk about it, I feel like we're sharing stories from things that we've learned from. So it's not just like to talk about it, to brag about it, to be like, I got fucked in so many holes and blah, blah. We're not like <laughs> trying to be like, oh, look at I'm slut master or whatever. It's just that... 
we're speaking from experiences of like what things that we've learned from and what we've learned about ourselves through those experiences and how we didn't think certain things were okay to talk about and how we didn't we would shut up and like just do whatever the man wanted us to or like whatever like at certain points in your life when you just don't like you're very vulnerable and you don't know enough yet and i think sharing those experiences is super healthy because it makes people out there who might be going through it feel like they're not alone and yeah. like they can learn from our experiences and kind of learn more about themselves in that way too and and that's all i've ever wanted from sharing those stories i fucking love my husband and we have great sex and we have fucking marital sex it's sanctioned under the marital lord okay it is missionary most times the bible is face up in the bedroom during <laughs> we actually have a jesus candle and he watches over and he you approves better not he like approves. Did I, I have literally seen a box of condoms next to the jesus candle like they, it's, it's there. Why do you have condoms? <laughs> well, because condoms? for a while we didn't want to get pregnant, but I didn't want to be on birth control. Oh, I see. So I was getting my body used to not being on birth control, but I also didn't want to get pregnant. Have you seen the, the uh, <laughs> have you tried the scientifically proven uh, pull-out method that I've, I'm a big <laughs> fan of? I have not tried that Watch method out. because I love being cummed in. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> nice. That feeling of being filled with semen, I just really enjoy that, and I don't think I could give that up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Am I a slut now? <laughs> you are sanctioned under whore. the Lord, I said. Whore. Sanctioned whore. by the but Lord. At least you're not a lying whore. True. Mm. True. And I'm a loyal that. ass whore. You're a loyal whore. But that's the that's the most important quality. I suck and fuck a lot of dick, but it's the same dick. I, I wish so there were more loyal bitches. It's so funny because like we get those like MGTOW guys coming sometimes to our channel and like those are the men going their own way and they're like basically he-man woman haters and they'll hear us talking about like like certain things and they, they, they take it so far where they think that like we will never love ourselves, we'll never have husbands and all that stuff and I'm like well bitch already two of them are married you know and like we like we're and the other ones are still pretty decent at relationships too. Like there's a difference between like women. It's, it's like women. I feel like back in the day in the caveman times, like they got to sit around the fire and they got to knit their fucking little clothes and they got to kind of talk about <laughs> sex and kind of talk shit about the guys or whatever. But like they were still women like that were taken care of by men and like things were whatever. It's like, we're just having our time and our moment to like share our stories and stuff. And like, I feel like the caller daddy girls are doing the same thing. It's like, that's our mm -hmm. space as women to just kind of talk shit guys go golfing and they talk shit but then they go into their wives and they fucking they get controlled by their little wives and like everything's <laughs> in balance you know so like it's just us talking shit and like this the girl's the same way so like i fucking yeah. I'm, i just don't want to hear any bullshit about women talking the way they I want almost to. feel like i've shared more stories of me being crazy than yeah being crazy <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah that's just some small dick yeah. energy talk from that article yeah i don't know Down but i read there. that shit and i got pissed i was like nope <laughs> that's great no i'm glad you brought that up because i that's i'm sure there's a, a huge chunk of the public that does feel that way and like look you're not going to change everyone's mind but i think that just giving our perspective on it like when we started this podcast it was because we were in a legit girls chat where we were talking about all these things and we all didn't know that other people were going through it too and so it made us feel like wow, like there's someone to talk to. And if we could be that for other people out there, that like, why not? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And 
a lot of people have reached out and been like, thank you so much for talking about yeah. this on Big Moon today. And oh that's, God, that's I love what do meeting it for. people in person too. Like the like back when, like before these times, when I used to go to my yoga class, like there'd be girls going in and be like, oh my God, I love your podcast so much Aww. and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Thank you. I'll tell the girls. I love that. <laughs> so, but yeah, really? like, like they'd be telling me like, this is exactly what, what I mean. Like I just feel like I'm best friends with you guys. And like, it just feels, makes me feel less alone, which I'm like, that's the whole point of why we made this. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's why I was scared of the numbers at first because I didn't want us to lose that, like the fun and the like candidness and, you yeah, know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Also, at the same time, like I do want to touch base on like business wise. It, people say, and it's for good reason, don't do businesses, don't do business with your friends because mm-hmm. I've seen friendships, like decades long friendships, break up within the span of a few months that, when they go into business together. And, I, I I know that everyone goes into business with their friends like, yeah, this is my best friend. They'll never screw me over. They'll never change, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People change when money comes into play, dude. Like, yeah. people fucking change no matter how long they you've do. known them. So I can tell you now from day one, I don't care if you guys have been butt buddies since birth. Since the womb. Since the womb. <laughs> if you guys are going into business together have a contract get that paperwork get, get paperwork. it signed i don't yeah. give a fuck if you guys fuck each other's wives and it's fantastic and you love it it's a great friendship get that paperwork <laughs> done yeah and- honestly like to to do okay to clear up some like common misconception that a lot of people have apparently some people think that if you present a contract on the table that's immediately like a slap to the face to the other person no. which in reality it is says literally the opposite yeah it's yeah. the exact opposite because you're you're putting on the table saying hey I am like willing to put my ass on the line here. Are you also like? Are you also willing to to do the exact same thing? This exactly. is it's a sign of respect. Like it it's is. not a sign of like oh I'm gonna be doing some shady shit if you bring up a contract. No, mm-hmm. honey, it's literally the question. Opposite. Question. Mm-hmm. Riddle, yeah. riddle me this. How does that fare then with the same? Is that the same thing as a prenup? Because in my eyes, I feel like it's the same thing as getting a prenup with your husband. Like if you both Dude. know you ain't doing some fucked up shit, then you can I'm both sign a prenup. Too. I'm like, why? Why do yeah. people find that offensive? Like, like because so Casey and I didn't we didn't do one right, but I brought it up at one point and I was like, this seems fair. Like this seems like whatever money you've made in like outside of our relationship or whatever. That's yours. Why the fuck is right? That so why do some women or some men come into that? They they hear the word prenup and they go, absolutely not. Like <laughs> like it's almost like, well, are you gonna break it? Then yeah. What, like why is exactly. it so scary? Right. Exactly. I I had never understood that. I mean, to me, it's like, well, we didn't sign a prenup because none of us had shit before we got married. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, there's no. What, I don't hey, need but that's why I brought it up because I'm like I don't know what you got going on that I don't know about but if you whatever you protect it if you want it's on mm. the table <laughs> but yeah I don't know I can understand it's like weird. going into you had nothing but my prenup would say everything's fine like we'll split but if you cheat on me I take everything you own and half of your dick <laughs> I like that you'll get Gina. an extra circumcision and Gina will keep it turn it into a necklace fucking pill, put that shit into a little pill and hold it around her neck exactly and every time I start dating afterwards the men are gonna ask me what's that necklace I'm like that's gonna be my ex's fucking dick that's my ex's dick fucked up. no cheating no cheating mm-hmm. and on that exactly. note yeah on that, before I we get crazier and crazier <laughs> 
<laughs> bitches are crazy. Bitches are crazy. Bitches are crazy, bro. True. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We just we saw this and it's happening right now, and we were all talking about it. And we're like, you know what? We should really talk about it yeah. in a in a big boot episode. And we didn't want it to come out like weeks from now. We just wanted to give you a bonus episode and talk about it now because it's really interesting mm-hmm. and it's interesting all of our thoughts on it. Yeah. So there you go. It's anyway. been a big mood, hasn't it? It yes. has been. Yeah. It has. Go, been. Alex. Again, Daddy Gang. I'm not Daddy Gang, but maybe I'll be Daddy Gang now that Alex is by herself. Go, Alex, unless <laughs> Sophia releases something that's very incriminating. Yeah, unless she fixes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sophia, yeah. there's Come some carve-outs there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's go, go, Alex, first, but maybe Sophia later. later. Yeah, yeah. Girl, let us there hear it. So we don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you need a host. Gina, stop it. That fucking stop. disloyal ass bitch. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Bye.